and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, The Journey to Create the New Metal Canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Bloomer. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Today, we are back with a band uh, that we are familiar with, American Head Charge, and their album, The Feeding. We're going to be talking all about that. Before we get to that, though, guys, uh, we got to talk about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? Who is? So we did an episode all about Linkin Park, and uh, people had a lot to say about it. They sure did. Over on Facebook, Nick Fenton says, It was this album when I began to wonder, does Linkin Park actually suck? And it was the (laughs) third one when I knew for certain that, yes, they do. True story. I also thought that Linkin Park sucked with their third album. I recently went back and re-listened to it. It's got some crushers. It's got some crushers. Mm. I actually was uh, chatting with someone on Instagram yesterday, and this person's boyfriend was like po- posted that they were looking for the heaviest Linkin Park song. And I said, I think it's given up off of Minutes to Midnight. And then they texted me back and they said, this is what we were looking for. Because it's a pretty heavy song. I'd forgotten about it. But it's, the I think, the first actual song in Minutes to Midnight. It might be one of the heaviest Linkin Park songs. Oh, hello. Yeah. So, yeah. So, if you've been sleeping on Minutes to Midnight, here's the thing. It's got, that album's got some slower songs. And those ones you remember because they're in the second half and it starts to drag it down a little bit. But there's some, there's some rockers on that record. And I'm, I was, I was a doubter too. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That album had some rockers. Had some rockers, had some crushers. Open your heart. Yes. Free your Mike mind. N- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike Newton said, This album never hit me like Hybrid Theory did. Hybrid Theory came out when everything in new metal was new to me. And by the time Meteora came out, I was already on my way to Factor 81, Primer 55, Chimera, and so on. They were smart to follow the LP formula, catchy hooks, big choruses, sing rap trade-offs. It works for some. But as big as this album was, it just fell flat on its face to me, and I believe that's because it was just too much of the same. Hybrid Theory was great and had its time and place, and financially this album was a smart move and it benefited them. But that's not what's important. The big picture in all of this is the new metal canon, and if this belongs there... Forget the tours, forget the paychecks, forget the fans they gained or lost, forget the soundtracks they got put on or the remix album that this led to, forget how many chicks they got to bone because of the ballads, but does it belong in the canon? Nah. I'd rather see the relative Ash album in there. What? I'm going crazy with this comment. And then he says, seriously, I love that album. I will send you guys five bucks each if you guys put it in. The bribe is real. And then he said, great episode, guys. You're killing it. And I can't wait for next week's episode. Always appreciate that. What a journey, Mike. Wow. What a journey indeed. Uh, Garrett Fuller says, this album is the damn best. It's so slick and smooth. It's not new metal. It's new chrome. Ooh. Whoa. Uh, Eric Burt said, this episode gave me a serious nostalgia trip. I haven't listened to it in years, and I agree with you that hearing the music now after Chester's suicide is much sadder and seems so much more authentic than it did before. If you get a chance to watch the tribute they did to Chester after his death, the performance of Numb is incredibly powerful. Rather than having a guest vocalist sing it, they left the mic empty on stage and played it instrumentally, letting the crowd sing the whole thing. I can't think of a more powerful moment at a live show, and it's nearly impossible to hold back the tears. 
I have watched that, and it's a hundred percent legit powerful. Yes, it is. It's incredible. I've watched it it's too. A, it's it's incredible. All right, Sheldon says, "I wish you would have reviewed Collision Course instead." I've never been into LP other than that album. Solid ep on the cast part, though. I appreciate you guys exploring the deeper meanings of the lyrics and digging into the mental health side of these obviously pained artists. Thank you, Sheldon. Uh, Jason Andrew Goodman said, For anyone complaining about Mike Shinoda's rapping, try listening to the album at 130% or so, and he sounds about right. Like Chevelle, someone just needs to get the guy a cup of coffee. And then he said, you know, every week you ask how respectful of your time an album is. At sub 40 minutes, this one might be really respectful of your time, but it's flirting with not respectful of your dollar territory. This came out at a time when CDs were still going for 15 or $16 or around 42 cents a minute. I don't know where the exact threshold for respectful of your dollar should be, but I feel like unless the album is being purchased in the bargain bin, maybe aiming more towards the 40-45 minute mark might be better unless, of course, the album is hot garbage. I read this comment. I, I had a lot. It, that resonated with me where I was like, you know what? If you pay $16 for a CD and it's over in 30 minutes, unless it's a punk CD and you know what you're, you know, if I get a punk CD and it's longer than 30 minutes, I'm like, what are you guys doing? But a fat record CD was like $9.99 at that time because that's where they they put everything. But a $16 CD, yeah, that's between 30 and 40 minutes. That's a little rough. I remember the Green album from Weezer was like 35 minutes. And it's like, mm. oh, that record's 29 minutes long. Is it 29? It's, it's 29 so short. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it all comes down to like if I spent, I mean, for one, I was never, I was very rarely ever spending like the 16, 15. I was, you know, I was Best Buy. I was going to Best Buy. Best opening, Buy day one, know, baby. Day one, nine ninety nine, eight ninety nine. I Yeah. Lost. Like, lead. <laughs> oh, for sure. You know, I was there contributing to the downfall. Um, And uh, I don't know, like if a record's really good, I, I'm not really like sitting there like. Oh, I didn't. True. It's that only, is. It's, I I think it's if it's bad, then I'm gonna feel it more. If the quality is there, and it's short, I'm not gonna be upset. As upset I would be as it's maudlin and terrible and short, then I'm gonna be like, this album sucks, and I just wasted almost twenty bucks. Yeah, I agree. I I care more about if it's good or not. Um, but you know, I think the respectful of our time thing came as we got older, as we're doing this as adults and like, how, how long do I have to listen to this thing? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. Jeff Kelly says, hot take faint is bodies. Haven't finished yet. So ignore if you said this. I don't think we said that. I don't I think that. I don't uh, think we said that either. Um, what do you I think? think I agree. I think Faint is a bodies. I think I think it's I mean for me, it's an all timer for me in my own personal canon on its own. I mean I would I would say yes. Yes. There. All right. Definitively yes. Mm-hmm. Uh Timothy John Henderson says if it's not too late to post, it's never too late to post. I gotta say I love this episode. 
Honestly, I got so excited when I saw it was Linkin Park for the new episode because I have a history with them and there's a lot to be said about their impact on the genre and music in general. Enjoyed this album and hearing you guys talk about it. Chester was a real treasure IMO. Don't know if you guys have already been told this, but A Thousand Sons is an awesome record. Very different vibe for the band. Lauren, are you already familiar with this album? Do you dig it? Uh, I am familiar with this record. I haven't listened to it in a very long time. I do remember when it came out, I was kind of off the Linkin Park train and I heard the single and I remember thinking it sounded really weird. And then a couple critics that I really like uh, said like, oh, this like Linkin Park really turned it around with this record. You should definitely check it out. And I remember listening to it a few times and thinking like it was all right. I just remember thinking that what I want from Linkin Park, it doesn't necessarily deliver. But on its own, I guess it's an interesting experiment. But like ultimately, I'm going to Linkin Park for songs like Faint. And that album doesn't really have any songs like that. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. It's it's not bad. I'd probably, you know, I probably need, you know what? Like Minutes to Midnight, I probably need to revisit, check it out again, and see, see how I feel. So I'll, I'll report back. All right. Over on Twitter, Luis Mercado says, Meanwhile in the Butt Rock canon... And then we've got a bunch of butt rock bands at the bar. Love it. Love it. It's we've amazing. Alter Bridge is bartending. Three Doors Down and Cold are all laying around. Puddle of Mud is there. What else do we have here? We got Trapped in there. Oh, boy. I do love it. Oh, I like this. Uh, the, the speech balloon coming out of Stained. That's a, this is the real motherfucking deal, y'all. That's pretty good. Here we go. Yeah. Somebody called Rev Theory appears to be fighting Hinder. Um, Fuel, Trapped, and 12 Stones are all broing out. They're all pointing at each other. Um, and, uh, yeah, I like that the cold is basically passed out at the bar, though. Just totally out of there. Yeah, this is great. I don't know if you made it or if, you know, whatever, but it's beautiful and I love it. Boxboron says, I'll tell you why you didn't connect to this Linkin Park tripe. It's because it sounds like a bunch of A&R execs put all the insight from your podcast about what new metal is into hell to come up with a way of profiting from one person's depression. Not cool. Roach Rider for life. Wow. Hot take. My good friend Greg uh, sent us something that at uh, Branson Reese had posted on Twitter, and it was uh, it was a screenshot from Genius behind the lyrics, and it was from Crazy Town's Butterfly, and it said, "Butterfly is the most romantic song of the new metal era," and he said, "Roach Coach?" Question mark. Well, I don't even know. I don't think we've ever even. I mean, we've talked about sex playlists and stuff, but I don't think we've ever really delved into like. Romance. romance wow yeah i don't know i mean i feel like there's got to be some sensual chino thing that would right but right I yeah don't know. well uh, okay would you this is a this is a question for the fellas oh okay if you were trying to i don't know it could be a question for the ladies <laughs> if you were trying to impress your mate or turn your maid on or you know <laughs> get her to come your way set would, the mood set the mood would butterfly be your jam of choice i mean for me no <laughs> right <laughs> but for a certain kind of person probably 
it's not aggressive. So, I mean, it's like if you put it on, I mean, here's the other thing. If we're talking about setting a mood, it definitely sets a mood and it is very open with its intentions. So if you're with somebody and they intentionally put that song on, I could see maybe how that could happen. Because, I mean, if you think about a lot of other songs, they're just way more aggressive and things could be things could be misconstrued things could be scary i'm not scared necessarily from this song do you see what i'm saying jenny yeah i understand what you mean it's like i have a very specific vision of who puts this song on to be like oh it's romantic and it's basically shifty shell shock um (laughs) but like just replace that with a dude who like isn't the shifty shell shock but looks like that Mm-hmm. And I can totally imagine. Well, I can totally a night of like drinking Fireball and like it's just not a place I want to be, but it's a place mm-hmm. I know exists. Hey, hey, come into my place. Let's chill. You know, I got a song I want to play for you. Oh, okay. Do 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 do. It's called do, Butterfly, do, but crazy town. Do do do. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly. You're my butterfly. Sugar, Sugar baby. baby. I will be your mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the other thing that we can say about butterfly is strip club staple. Oh, my God. It, Probably. I don't know. Yeah. I honestly, of I all the ba- when, when I've gone to bachelor parties and stuff, it's surprisingly more aggressive. You know, I've heard Rage Against the Machine. I think I heard Rage Against the Machine at McCarty's bachelor party. I'm almost certain. And I was like, really? Okay. Like, that was very surprising. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Just women shaking it to, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Right. It happened. I saw it, you know? You know, who, you know, you know There's who a good definitely, pole drop in that song, so, you know. You know who definitely is like, a st- when we talk about strip club staple, I remember... Like, cause I mean, I remember going to my buddies in like 2008 and the McCarty's was a couple years later. Um, Godsmack has never left like every album Godsmack, um, and filter. Wow. But hey, I man, mean, nice can, shot. You, can you hear the uh, MC being like, now please welcome to the stage glamour <laughs> and they're playing butterfly. That's happening. I, yeah. yeah, I can see that. I just, yeah, I guess I just haven't, haven't experienced it myself. Let us know. Yeah. I've never heard Butterfly at the strip club. Yeah. Uh, all right. AC says, few times I'm surprised when an album makes it into the canon. I honestly thought there wasn't enough new metal in this album to make it in. Watered down hybrid theory to me. No need to review their albums after this. It's all downhill from here. Uh, hashtag RKB. Hashtag Thirsty Coach. Hashtag Party Pit. Uh, party Pit. Party pit. Jax said, she tweeted and she said, this is Jenny Bloomer, uh, Jenny Bloomer reviewing Linkin Park like, and then she had a picture from the office, uh, American office with Dwight posting, it is your birthday period. It is a statement of fact. That is a very accurate take on your reviewing of Linkin Park, Jenny. I would say so. These are songs. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Over on Instagram, Lawrence Moose posted and just said yes and then did prayer hands and heart faces at the fact that we did this episode and he tagged his friend 
whose name is Formgeist. And then Formgeist was like my fave. And then they were just tweeting. There's just a lot of love between Lawrence Moose and Formgeist about the fact that we did Lincoln Park, which we appreciate it. I hope you like the episode. Scribble said, great episode. Forgot that I actually liked the first two Lincoln Park albums for a period of time. But there was always that, quote, fuck fuck those posers thing with us hardcore BizKit fans. Like the Megadeth versus Metallica for new metal, LOL. And Mike is not as bad as a rapper as I remember, but he's no Fred Durst, LOL. Scribble, we love you. LOL. And Mad Matt 213 says, I have been a very lapsed Indigo Angel, but it won't be any surprise to Lauren that this episode brought me back into the fold. That's right. McCarty and I, as I said in the episode, day it came out, drove over to Kmart in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan to get ourselves copies. We both got a copy. Because we both knew we were going to be listening on our own time. But then we just all sit together and listen to it anyway. Thank you so much for everybody who wrote in. Keep on tweeting, Facebook, and Instagramming. All that good stuff. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, of course, everything Roach Coach, all your Roach Coach needs, go to roachcoach.com. Every episode available there. Get yourself a shirt. Very comfy shirt. Find everything you need there. The album of the week, you guys. The Feeding by American Head Charge. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album came out on February 15th, 2005. Whoa, come down. Whoa. Oh, that's full come down. Full come down. My oh my. Jenny, any history with The Feeding? Uh, No, the only history I have with American Head Charge is uh, that it was suggested for us to listen to on previous uh, in a previous episode, I do remember this album cover though. Um, yeah. I remember looking at it and going, "Oh, come on, no, no, no." <laughs> uh, and my opinion remains. Um, but we'll talk about what that looks like in a bit. How about you, Lauren? Any history? No history. Um, this was a uh, brand new. I mean, the moment that I believe this was Jeff Kelly, yes, who pushed us to. T- and once he sent the album cover, I, for me, I remember thinking, "Oh, we got to do this thing." Like the moment he sent it, I immediately began my hunt to get a physical copy of this. And spoiler alert, I got me a copy. Matt Nas, history with the now the, now now I don't know this album. I know American Head Charge now. Uh, but yeah, this album's new, but I would say longtime listeners and listeners to the first American Head Charge episode will know that you found a copy on eBay or something for like 20 bucks. Oh, the, initially, the only copy I could find of this was in a store near me that they were selling it and it was marked OOP and they were selling it for twenty ninety nine. Wow. And I, and I would look at it and I'd be like, so close. Here it is. But I was like, I can't pull the trigger on that. So then I went on eBay and eBay was once again, also very expensive for a while. So I just waited it out. And then one day, not our usual friend did not come through. I had to go to Chicago overstock. (laughs) Wow. They sold it to me for $3 and 96 cents charged me shipping of three dollars and fifty cents for a grand total of seven dollars and forty six cents wow see that makes sense there you go well chicago overstock i mean chicago away man those guys they don't fuck around no i mean yeah 
And also, this is one of the most pristine CD. I mean, this CD, I think, is brand new, basically. It's pristine. It's beautiful. Well, let's talk a little bit about this cover. <sighs> so, this is a clown. It's a lady clown. Which you would probably surmise by looking at the cover, but it is confirmed when you fold out oh man the uh the whole thing here oh no yeah it's a blue sexy nurse clown lady with a syringe full of some green thing tits out i mean not fully but enough no nips what's going on with that front butt like what is oh those those are are pills yeah. Oh. So okay, <laughs> there are pills um, throughout. So this folds out to be like a poster, and there are pills throughout. But um, Matt Noss has not seen that, and he's just looking at like underneath <laughs> the nurse's jacket, two pills meet to form kind of like a butt. Um, but yeah, it does just look like a butt. I, I feel like this is the thing that's funny about this is that it's almost like they had this drawing but then the person who was drawing it was like i'm not finishing the drawing so there's no legs she actually only has one arm that's holding the syringe it, it's it, it feels a little and then they were just like you know what we'll just throw we'll just throw a flag underneath it with some black stars red and white stripes and then a bunch of pills and that'll be that I will bet you both a million dollars that I know exactly what the argument was. What was the argument? I bet they wanted this sexy clown nurse to have a clown wig bush. And the artist was like, no, I'm not doing that. And they were like, it only makes sense that the clown would have a clown wig of pubes. She's bald (laughs) up top. But curly downstairs. Right. I mean, it's an American head charge. Maybe there's another clown going to town downstairs, buddy. Maybe that's what we need. You know what? I'm not drawn from the waist down anymore. So here's two pills. See you later. Here's two pills, one arm, and a bald clown. See you later. I'm going to add that to Wikipedia. That's got to be it. <laughs> it's got to be. There's no other explanation. There's no other there's Roach, no explanation. Put, a, put in this album, Roach Coach Posits. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, well, here's the best part. So um, album artwork, according to the liner notes, was done by 27. The number 27. Okay. And art direction by Scott Johnson. So Scott was like... Hey, 27, the number 27, we want you to give him some clown pubes. And the number 27 said, what do I look like? The number 69, get the fuck out of my face. I'm done drawing this. He walked out of the room. 27 is a 27 and done? I mean, what is he? 27? I don't know. I All I imagine is like it was a one of those puppets from like uh, Sesame Street, you know, when they're like, the number 11's here, you know? Oh, number shit. 27. Yeah. Number 27 was like moonlighting, doing album art for new metal bands, and regretted it. Mm. Went back to Sesame Street right afterwards. Well, this is like a, I don't know. So this is not it, but I was trying to figure out who this artist was. And mm-hmm. if you put in 27 and like artist, it brings you up the 27 Club. 
So it brings up the 27 Club. But then if you look for 27 Artist American Hedgehog, you find that American Hedgehog's guitarist, Brian Otteson, who is on this record, who passed away uh, shortly after it was released, he died at 27. He's in the 27 Club. Oh, no. Oh, whoa. So those are dots. Connect him if you dare. Jesus. I, I would tell you that the um, liner notes for this, uh, beyond the fact that they have a giant um, clown woman with a syringe, um, if that isn't weird enough, uh, in the thank yous, which we haven't even gotten to who's in American Head Charge on this album, but it says for two guys, it says Cameron thanks, and then it says not applicable. And it says Justin thanks, not applicable. And then my favorite, because this is this is a new metal record, and we all know how they treat the, the haters. You know, I got no fucking time for haters, bro. Yeah. Chad thanks the deserving. The deserving will know and feel my appreciation. The undeserving can kiss my ass. So that's perfect. I love it. And then um, Karma Chima thanks those drug-addled fuckheads in American Head Charge. That's it. Thanks for getting me out of tech hell. So tech hell. Tech hell, tech baby. Hell. Tech hell. All um, right. Yeah, Jenny, who's in who's in American Head Charge on this? Uh, this is Cameron Hickok on vocals, and I think he goes by some nickname. Um, Chad, Doctor Cock, right? Doctor, something he, like something cock. Something cock. I'll look it up while you go through the rest. <laughs> of the Okay. Band. Chad Hanks on bass. Justin Fowler on keyboards and samples. The aforementioned Brian Audison on guitar. Chris Emery on drums, and Karma Chima on guitar. This is their third record, and but their second. Uh, and was this on a major, or was this they left the major at this point? Uh, this was released on DRT Entertainment Nitrous. This is after they had their whole thing where uh, Rick Rubin wasn't really being responsive to them in the way that they wanted him to be, so they mm. asked to be let out of the contract that they had with him. He said, yeah, sure. <laughs> or something along those lines. <laughs> and then they wind up wound up working with um I think that snore means we're out of this contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh he d- was asleep on the couch. And then this was produced by Greg Fiddleman, who was an engineer on their previous album. Uh Greg's resume is bananas. I'm just gonna run it down real quick. So he's one of he's one of Rick Rubin's dudes. Um he was an engineer on System of a Down's first album. Californication. Uh, he engineered uh, Marilyn Manson, Hollywood, Dandy Warhols, 13 Tales from Urban Bohemia, Audio Slave by Audio Slave. He also did engineering on Bush Golden State. And then when he starts producing, he produces uh, obviously this record. He produces Slipknot, 0.5, The Gray Chapter. He also produced Metallica, Hardwired to Self Destruct which hmm. is the last Metallica record. And he also was producer, engineer, mixer on the Metallica Lou Reed record, Lulu. And if that wasn't enough, he also, this is, he was doing, he produced Slayer, World Painted Blood. And then he's like, you know what? How do I follow up this Slayer record? Oh, I don't know. Why don't I do some engineering mixing on Adele 21? What? Why not? Well, if we're not done saying what 
I'd like to remind everybody that American Head Charge went through a lot of different names before they settled on American Head Charge. Now, the one that was probably most used was Flux, but um, another band was already called Flux, so they changed their name. But what they called themselves before this was Gestapo Pussy Ranch and Warsaw Ghetto Pussy. (laughs) Though it is noted that they were short-lived, lest we forget... (laughs) Lest we forget. Lest I had we to read forget. that and remember it. And so I would like to remind you that uh, that's a little bit of what we're working with here. So we've got a clown with boobs out, pills, everything. Gestapo Pussy Ranch. A front butt because 27, who could have been anybody, wouldn't draw clown pubes. Mm-mm. As they are meant to be. So I don't know. Do you guys want to like hop in? Listen to this? <laughs> yeah, let's listen to it. Sure. All right. The first track is called Loyalty. Just panning down weirdly. Sorry, guys. No, that's okay. Uh, Lauren, what do you think? Um, I thought it kicked off with a hot, sturdy riff. It's got a killer chorus. This guy still has a great voice. I said it on the last episode we did on American Head Charge. I'm into this guy's voice. I thought the song had a good balance of the hard and the soft. It's got a hot bridge, round at 210. And um, you know what? We've been dealing with a couple albums where you know the lyrics weren't super interesting. Thank you, American Head Charge. I know I can come to you for some wild-ass lyrics. In this song, we get the line, I see a piece of shit alive in you. And I was like, perfect. Thank you. We're on board. (laughs) We're rolling. We're moving. I love it. Jenny, what'd you think? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I did. I liked the choruses a lot. I, I... Again, not surprising, but I wasn't super into like the slower parts. I was like, you do this heavy part very well. Can we just do that? Can we just do that? Just do the thing is you're that, good at. Is that is you that? You think a you could do that? Um, <laughs> Would it be okay if you just did that. Yeah. Um. Could you just do that? 
Thanks a lot. It means so much. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. I, I wouldn't say it was a hot open, but it was definitely a warm open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would Matt. say that. Yeah, I didn't activate the pit, even though I know that a chorus like that is pretty much a guaranteed generator of the pit. Um, I didn't do it just because I wanted to see how they would get out of it. And they went back to the kind of slower ambient uh, uh, pace. But please know, I know that that chorus is a pit activator. I just did not because I didn't know if the whole song would be. I see. Cautious pit activation. So you're, you're acknowledging the pit. You're making eye contact with the pit. Mm-hmm. But you are you are yourself not activating it. Correct. Got Correct. it. Correct. Understanding that people would go in on that chorus. Mm-hmm. Jenny, songmeanings.com, they're here for this album. They are. Really? They're here. We got a lot of good ones. Uh, Blink182 Sucks commenter said, ooh, creepy clown. Heinous Bitch said, the clown scares me, but the song is really, really good. I think maybe this song is about someone you or he trusted turning their back on you slash him or breaking a promise or something like that. And then the aftermath. Toodles. Um, and the people Toodles. That, and people keep bringing up the clown because this was the first single, correct, Jenny? Yes. And they made a video that has an actual woman dressed up as the clown. She does not have rainbow pubes, but I assume that was because they wanted the video to be shown on MTV at some point. Um, and the clip that runs online says the MTV2 cryon on it. So they got some MTV2 play with it. Um, but it is basically just, um, let me see if I find my note on the video. Um, oh, my note on the video was creepy clown in loyalty video. So yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's basically just the clown is running around. The band is performing in what looks like some sort of like abandoned hospital or insane asylum or something. But yeah, there's the clowns running around. There's shots where the clown is in po- the, the image of the clown is superimposed on top of the lead singers if they're one and the same. It is indeed unnerving. Uh, did you have any uh, comments that you were that you liked a lot, Jenny? On this, one? Um, well, there is a person named Metal Mad, yes, who is very upset. Um, and I'm going to read the comment now. <laughs> I can't believe this site is for people to discuss what the meaning behind songs is when all the people making comments just say how much they like AHC. You're they a fucking mad band, but instead of saying how much you admire the song, maybe you could make a comment about what you feel the meaning of the song actually is instead of just saying, fucked if I know what this song is about, but it sounds mad. Like, I have found so many good posts on this site about AHC. I mean, come on, for fuck's sake. There's always a meaning behind their songs. And it would be great for people on this site to actually have an intelligent discussion about it and actually talk about the meanings behind the songs, ellipses, that goes on for a long time, to break the trend. And anytime if I say one or two or you, please know that it is the numeral two, the numeral one, or the letter U. To break the trend, I think this song is talking about someone who you think is a friend or someone you think you can trust and turns out to stab you as soon as things aren't going their way. In the chorus, it says, where is your loyalty now when all the cards have been left on the table? 
I think that it's saying as soon as my back is tuned, you're going to try and fuck me over, but still act like you're loyal to me in front of my face. And it's referring to the game of poker. Like if someone goes from the table and leaves their cards sitting on the table, are you going to pick up their cards and look at the hand they have? Or are you going to be honest and loyal and not look at their cards? It's a metaphor for those people who you will meet in life who are going to try and fuck you over as soon as they get the chance, but act like your best friend when it suits them. Long ellipses. And then in true songmeanings.com <laughs> form, hemorrhage responds, metal mad, that was retarded. There it is. Scene. <laughs> Thank you. Song I think that's the effect. internet in two posts. Yep. <laughs> I agree. Uh, uh, also, I didn't I I'd found I had found that metal mad comment and it didn't occur to me until you read it just now, Jenny. But the letter one I mean, the number one, the number two, the letter U used for you. Who talked like that? Who talked like that? It's only one person. Prince. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Metal Mad, you heard it here first. Mind blower. And there's no way to check that now unless someone, when they inherited Prince. I mean, here, if you tour. Prince at Paisley Park, maybe there's a part where it's like this is Prince's computer and it was still logged into song meanings. When and it's he the gl- and it's the glyph and AHC underneath. And I mean <laughs> AHC is from Minnesota. Oh, so oh, oh, Jenny. Who are you? you Metal Mad, who are you? <laughs> I'm not leaving this bunker. <laughs> All right. Look, I can <laughs> distill my piss. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. I am legit <laughs> freaking out. Oh, I learned how I to, learned distill to distill my, my piss. piss. It was touch and go, but it turned out all right. I'm legit freaking out about this Minnesota connection right now. <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, see what other what other lines we can draw here. Up next, we've got Pledge Allegiance. I see you, American Head Charge. Check the crunch on those verses. That's a crunchy, that's crunchy, crunchy verses. Big chorus calling for us to wake up some sheeple. On board for that. Um, At the finale, someone yells, yeehaw. 
which I enjoyed. I said, staying hot. I am officially on the ride. All right. I liked it a lot. I loved the guitars. I thought they sounded great. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good song. Um, I had a question, though. Ooh. Is it new metal? There it is. So let's go to those genre tags. What do we, what do we got for genre tags, Jenny? Uh, the genre tags on this album are industrial metal, new metal, and alternative metal. I thought the placement was interesting for that because a lot of the times we tend to run into, especially with an album that comes out this late into the come down is that new metal is tagged way late at the end because they're trying to get away from it. This record seems to dabble in the industrial dabble in the alternative metal, but I feel like, like an Oreo, like you've got the industrial metal on top. You've got the alt at the bottom, but that creamy new metal center is where this will ultimately always lead back into. And so I felt like overall in this album, it was new metal with those other things sort of like almost like a candy coating almost. Like, a, like get away from my Reese's metaphor, go to like a, a Reese's, did I say Reese's, an Oreo's metaphor, go into a Reese's Pieces metaphor. It's a candy coating of alt metal and industrial metal, but you bite into it, it's new metal. Interesting. Matt Nas? I'm a little torn, a little torn. Uh, I feel like it's, I feel like it's new metal, but then there's something in me that goes, but is it? Hmm. And I can't hmm. put my finger on what it is because I thought we were heading straight for a butt dive, but instead we got like a pretty ballsy chorus, got that grit that I like, mm-hmm. the grit that I normally associate with nor- with new metal. Mm-hmm. So I you know and what I mean? Yeah, and it's and it's not. I think one of the other things is that it's got a bit of a swing to it that I would associate closer to new metal than I would to industrial metal. Um, yeah, I definitely. I guess on this one, I I was getting more of like an alternative metal vibe. Mm. This didn't feel. There are some songs later on the album that bring in that industrial feeling a little bit, mm. but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I did yeah. like it. I'm just. I'm not sure if I think it's new metal. Okay um songmeanings.com commenter word underscore up said this song owns that is all and um neon black bless you could that be cameo so like cameo is helping prince well oh my god i hadn't thought about that right up (laughs) i think you might be onto something neon black who based on this comment has to be the time this could be the time uh they said anarchy was my first thought that came into mind fucking guitars fucking rule classic morris day classic (laughs) all right (laughs) wouldn't it honestly be wonderful if morris day at the time cameo and prince were (laughs) major contributors to this Oh, yeah. Not only were they huge American Head Charge fans, but they felt their only way to defend and promote the band was in the comment sections of songmeetings.com. I mean, it all... Look, it all makes sense to me. Yeah. All right. Up next, we've got Dirty. (laughs) 
fucking double thumbs down from Matt. Matt, dirty. Matt, I. Your thumbs down on that was so funny because you were laughing and smiling while doing it. So at first I thought you like loved it, but for still felt you had to buy contractual reasons to give it a thumbs down. You were like, yeah. Yeah, I can't like this. Uh-huh. <laughs> but Yeah, I, I, I will write in my I wrote in my notes um, that we're rocking, but this is a butt dive. Yeah, this is a uh, uh, queen of, queens of the Stone Age B side. Oh, I I don't know if I would put that on Queens of the Stone. I wouldn't Age. put that. I, this felt like a this felt like a Marilyn Manson B side. That dirty, dirty thing. That yes, feels like a lift the, from so d- d- dirty, dirty, dirty. It's yeah. so fucking stupid. It's the st- it's one of the dumbest things. Not that I've ever heard, but. Well, maybe one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. It's That's so, really it's saying just something. so fucking dorky. It's the dorkiest thing. It's pretty lame. Dirty, dirty, dirty. D- I, d- dirty. I mean, it's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> My diaper needs changing. I'm a bad girl. My diaper's dirty. It's <laughs> 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 gross. <laughs> Won't somebody change me? Oh no, I'm Dirty, 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 dirty. Um, com. A commenter, uh, Alisa, I guess. I'm going to guess at that. It's it's weird. Said, it's most likely about your mistakes, about how you may forget, but that doesn't mean they didn't happen. And regardless of how hard you try to change them, those mistakes and habits will not let you. And then uh, commenter So Corny, and that is indeed Corny with a K, said, I agree with Elisa in regards to feeling, quote, dirty about past mistakes. I think most of us have done something we regretted and felt, quote, dirty about afterwards. And many years later, it can leave a, quote, stain. <laughs> In the case of AHC, these mistakes could be related to their drug abuse. Uh, so, yeah, that was one thing that came up a lot when I was reading about this band or reviews of things was that um, they, I guess, I they, they did War of Art and then this was after a couple of year hiatus and it sounds like they got real deep into drugs and like yeah. way too much partying and it things sound, like that it sounds like they like this record kind of it's like for the whole like oh like rick rubin you know wasn't responding i feel like maybe rick rubin kind of maybe looked at them as like a lost cause um with all of those things going on and certainly you know i think that i mean he worked with um the red hot chili peppers through all of their drug stuff i think like multiple times yeah and as, as far as I know, I think has not stopped producing their albums. But anyway, um, yeah. But so I mean, if if he was sort of cutting uh, cutting ties, um, that's you know surprising. But yeah, it, it it does seem like that is the. I mean, plus I mean, just look at this album art. You know, with syringes and pills. I mean, yeah. Clearly, we're going through some dark shit. Um, critically, this album did pretty well, though. Um, a lot of four-star ratings from 
sea of tranquility and classic <laughs> rock. Yeah, I mean... Website. Yeah, uh, that sea of tranquility review is interesting because the person reviewing it was like so into the album. I Yeah, I mean, it was just like, watch out. This is going to be like, they're going to be around for a long, long time. They're going to be like Mastodon. They're going to be like System of a Down, things Ooh, like that. Wow. Um, but it was saying that like basically this took new metal to like it was just radio friendly and like uh catchy and so i mean obviously that's not how it panned out but right. yeah and it, it sold around 100,000 copies if wikipedia is to believe, be believed and that's more copies uh of anything than i've ever sold yeah so can't hate on good. that i did find a negative review Oh no. From exclaim.ca. <laughs> and it has one of the hottest opening lines that I have ever read of a negative review. Because they don't they don't decide they're gonna be like Christ Gow and get a little poetic or a little obtuse. They just come right out. So this is written by Greg Pratt on Jan- on June first, two thousand five. I hate this shit. <laughs> Loaded down with gimmicks and novelties. Ooh, the members are zany on stage and have self-destructive tendencies. This latest clunker from American Head Charge is fourth-tier new metal, which almost endearingly doesn't even attempt to pander to anything except angst-filled 14-year-olds. The stupid groove metal may make your inner child bop up and down, but it'll make the adult seethe with rage. There are ways to create extreme music dealing with adult emotions, and this is not it. Occasionally, one of the thick-necked, repetitious grooves will get a foot grudgingly tapping, but those tortured metal soul vocals quickly make all body parts limp and unwilling. Oddly enough, however, the best thing about the disc is the melodic vocals, which are quite well done. Still, the circus-esque cover art says it all in so many ways. Wow. Wow. Burn. (sighs) He went in. He went in. I, mean, I love that him just sitting there and being just like, how do I start this review off? Oh, I know. <laughs> I hate this shit. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. me. I like it. Uh, all right. Up next, we've got Ridicule. I didn't know they did a Modest Mouse song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait him out. Oh, what's that? In the distance. Oh, 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 my. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Looks like we might be stoking something a little bit here. Bad. He's awake. Everyone remind me of Paul. You want to die? 
a picture. go in they go in this record this song runs through a whole thing if you go to yeah if you go to 228 they go back to some emotive rocking but then the 250 they drop an oh what i wrote in my note is a note as an oh shit crunch so you go to 250 all right all right that's a little better yeah Uh, if i heard this song when i was 13 14 mm-hmm. years old uh-huh i would have been all in that's what that's what greg pratt said really that's what he said in the review if you're 14 will even attempt to pander to anything except angst-filled 14 year olds yeah i that's right on if i was 14 i would have loved this but i'm 33 and i'm like this is a lot going on in this song why it sounds at the top of the song i just imagine that you're like in your bedroom you're like half asleep and then all of a sudden someone just starts talking and you're like ah how'd you get in my bedroom (laughs) (laughs) anyway i this song i i do think like the end is very good but all of this stuff and then the weird butt rock singing in the middle i just couldn't hang i didn't make it through matt what'd you think I, I was waiting for what they did at 2.50 to occur at like 30 seconds. I was I was waiting for them to go in harder. Lauren, you're making a face. I know that face that Lauren is making because he loved this. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, ooh, the riff tease. And then I wrote when they dropped it in, new metal baby. And I did admit that the stop-start part, that does kind of slow the momentum a little bit. But once you get to that oh shit crunch, I, then I wrote chug with an exclamation point, And then I wrote best song, question mark, possibly exclamation point. Yeah, I love this song. I thought this song was awesome. Um, Ghost Wishing on songmeanings.com said this song is badass. It's a nicely written drug song, unlike those not nicely written right those slapdash drug songs (laughs) that's right and and then jenny do you want to read this comment from word up because i feel like it's a bit of an attack on you because songmeanings.com is your website yes uh why why is there no comments on this song it's so good but instead everyone comments on the same song over and over this is why song meanings is going to hell well, guess wow. what? Word up. By the way, that's legitimately just cameo. For real. <laughs> I mean, couldn't have made it. Wait, word up was cameo, right? 100%. Yeah. Didn't even try to hide. Well, apparently, I've got some Minnesotans after me on my website. Mm. But, I mean, it- songmeanings.com is still up and working, so. Mm-hmm. And you know what, though? The cameo to New Metal Connection is real because Korn covered Word Up by Cameo on their Greatest Hits album. And I'm sure Cameo heard that and they said, we need to hear some more New Metal. And they dived in and they got hooked on the charge. 
the American head charge. Wow. <laughs> I'm hooked on the charge. All right. Who's pulling the strings? Um, up next, we've got Take What I've Taken. This song is a crusher. Go on, Lauren. Uh, it's got a big chug with that swagger again, that opening. It runs a little too long because you could tell they were fucking feeling it. Matt, you were doing that. You were joking, but that that they were they fell into that that riff, and then you know they were looking at each other like, yeah, man, American fucking head charge. That's who we are. Just Warsaw ghetto themselves. pussy. Yeah, we're, right. We're Warsaw ghetto pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too much. Um, no. No. no not you. at all. Um, the chorus is hot. Love that scream. And um, also, I I had to look up a word. Oh, what? my gosh. The lyric is, uh, I'll just, I'll just uh, pleasure in one more accolade, prehensive doubt prehensive and i was like prehensive that's not a word i encounter normally it means capable of grasping or holding so so like prehensile yeah so holding your doubt which you know feels like a common new metal theme you know being overwhelmed by uh things you're not sure what to do you know so yeah i, so, I thought it was i thought it was great so if you're apprehensive that's just holding your doubt, though, right? Well, no, no, no. Uh, I guess apprehensive, you're saying that prehensive doubt, in what you're saying is to be apprehensive is just that's prehensive doubt put into one word. Right. Okay. Probably. Is that true? Uh, am I Maybe. right? It might Maybe. Be. I'm, I, you know what? While you discuss what you think of the song, I will look up the definition of apprehensive. Thank you very much. Um, I thought the song was okay. I thought it I liked the I liked the chug. I loved the scream, but there's something about this that's just so like uh it's so adolescent. It's like this is like music to get grounded to. <laughs> and I have a hard time getting past it 
and and like on my listens, like I did one um where I was just like folding laundry. <laughs> so I don't think mm. this is necessarily written for somebody folding laundry. But for that purpose, it was fine. It was in the background. I think I think when you listen to something in the background, you just sort of like pick up on the best and worst. You know, so like mm-hmm. I I heard this song specifically. I remember I heard the scream and I was like, okay. And I really liked like the chug and I thought that was cool. But then sitting down, like listening to it just by myself in my car or with you right now, I'm like, oh my God, this is so <laughs> just like, it just reminds me of like, I don't know when you first like learn what anarchy is and like somebody at school made you mad, but these dudes are all like in their mid twenties. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I don't know, bud. <laughs> so I don't know. Matt, what do you think? You know, I, I liked I liked that riff. Um, I liked when he screamed for sure. I love I, I really like that. But I don't know, his verses, they don't grab me. Like he's he might as well be doing snake arms through a lot of this. Like, you know, he's out there, he's in the you know, I don't know why the prowler hasn't shown up yet. I mean Mm. Um, I did look up the definition of apprehensive. It means anxious or fearful that something bad or unpleasant will happen. So yes, prehensive doubt is just a longer way of saying apprehensive. That fits uh, the the adolescent feeling to me. I know I've mentioned this before. Uh, People who remember way too much, and I'm sorry for taking up your brain, will remember that some of the poetry I wrote when I was in middle and high school, I would say, talking about a bridge, I'd say, the causeway. (laughs) Every time I'm somewhere that there's an actual causeway, I see it and I go, oof. I had a thesaurus next to me while I was writing poetry. That is 100% true. So that's what that reminded me of. Um, Um, I want to mention songmeanings.com had three comments. Uh, They're all great. Great Destroyer 06 said, This is one incredible song, amazing to my ears. Hemorrhage said, Really can't beat this song in any aspect. Fucking incredible. Wow. And last but not least, 40 Below NJ. So 40 Below New Jersey, I assume. Uh, Drums are fucking amazing this song. Some of my favorite screams from him are in this song as well. And I just like the idea of someone having favorite screams. I like it too. Uh, All right. Up next, we've got Leave Me Alone. Uh, it's tough guys coming out. Keep it going. Keep it going. 
like this one a lot. It's at least if you're gonna be a fucking adolescent, whatever. This, this one goes for it. Yes. I like this song a lot. Lauren, what do you think? I'm going to go straight to the notes. Pretty sure this song is perfect. Feels like a lost classic. We've got the chug with a little bit of swing. I wrote, let's fucking go. It's a getaway from me song. Probably one of the best getaway from me songs that we've heard in a long time. Some key lines. I hope your jaw fucking rusts. Oh, that's a good one. And then he says, shut up four times, escalating every single shut up. This song fucking rules. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it's new metal as fuck. It is very new metal. I will give Leave Me Alone, but it is very new metal. All right. Up next, we've got Walk Away. Hey. Hi, Prowler. Hi, Prowler. I decided to slink out during this one. What the, the fuck is this guy doing? It's I mean, not. he says money is hate up top. Oh, uh, okay. Whoa. That's an alt rock chorus, baby. It is. By the way, Jenny, you're, uh, everything's a little dry around your house. W- what's going on? Yeah, I don't think you've watered lately. Um, I'm sorry. It exposes me. All right. No, I'll I'll uh I'll hook my sprinkler up. I'm sorry. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. 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 Uh, gotta keep prowler hidden. Yeah, right. It's gonna I can't look prowl weird. unless I'm hidden, baby. That makes sense. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that would just be day walking. Uh, I'd be yeah. like blade. <laughs> what if? Um, oh, uh, what if? He's my brother. Oh, what? Prowler. Whoa, whoa, what a twist. Oh, my God, he just ran away. He I guess he'll never answer that question. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I have no reason not to trust him. That's mm-hmm. true. Um, So this song didn't have any comments on songmeetings.com. And I think that's because this song sucks. <laughs> 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 what do you think, Lauren? <laughs> Uh, let me go to my notes. I wrote immediately nodding my head to the riff. Creepy Manson <laughs> verse again. Crunchy chorus. And then I wrote, let me see those lighters. Because that's what that chorus sounded like to me. Uh, screams the verse, first verse again at the end. I wrote, question mark, evil of selling out. Which I took basically from the first line, money is hate. And then I wrote, another winner. So <laughs> wow. I, uh, I kind of like this one. I liked the, uh, I like this one, but uh, you thought this song sucked. So that's fair. I think this is like a classic example of something you would like and something I would not like. Mm-hmm. 
And then, you know, if we were doing a different podcast, I feel like this would be switched a lot. I always feel bad because I'm always like, well, this fucking sucked. And you're like, I wrote great song, showed it to my son, Life had a changing. wonderful moment. Life changing. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the balm that my aching life needed. Picked up the phone, called my sister, had been a while. <laughs> I'm just like, this, this song, this song sounds like a nut hair. <laughs> no longer estranged from father. Right. <laughs> Took that leap, reached out to my biological dad. He hung up on me, but hey, at least I tried. We'll never forget this song. Thank you, yeah. American Head Charge. charge. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, well, I suppose now that I've crushed you, uh, uh, it's okay. We can <laughs> move on to the next song. That is a song called Erratic. This one gives me that Manson vibe that we were talking about. Yeah. I liked this song, though. I loved the screaming. I felt like it came from a genuine place. Um, I don't know if I thought it was new metal, but I did like it. Lauren? Yeah, I didn't think it was new metal. It sounded, um, it felt like sort of like a thrash riff a little bit to me. And, I mean, the creepy vocal style, it's sort of, you know cribbed from like a manson zombie sort of place the pig noises immediately up top i was like whoa okay <laughs> we're, we're going for it here um i wrote that this song is intense it's good it's not a fave but it is good but i yeah i do agree i don't think it's new metal matt Nas, i was in the same boat like i i definitely heard more of that manson vibe like you never hear a lead guitar like that cutting no. through in new metal like the um, that high pitched kind of like a, a solo lead guitar isn't necessarily a new metal thing. Didn't hate no. the song, that's for sure. Uh, but I was not on the new metal wagon on that one. 
New metal wagon? Sure. I'm going to go <laughs> lay the fuck down. <laughs> the, the new metal wagon. Uh, hey, man, who's on the new metal wagon? Uh, ooh. Everybody yell, it's a new metal wagon. New metal <laughs> wagon. Clang, 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 clang. Last call for the new metal wagon. <laughs> Where's it going? Well, it's, it's getting on the Oregon Trail. That's right. It's going to the Indigo Ranch. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Uh, all right. Up next, we've got Fiend. to be got some snake arms going this is definite and rice territory the vampire lestat that's right i want to listen to this song while hanging in the corner of a room that's right hanging in the corner of a room <laughs> so just count If Lestat had played this song at his concert in the middle of the desert after Disturbed it opened for him, I bet you those vampires would have held off a little bit longer to listen to the song. I'm just saying it. I think the, the, the people that had paid the money to see Vampire Lestat in the middle of the desert would have gotten a little bit more of a concert than they got. Because if you saw the movie, they did one fucking song and then the vampires attacked. That's right. It would have been like, wait this one out. Mm-hmm. They're getting into a groove. We're going on the ride with them right now. Anyway, what would you think of this one, Jenny? It was not for me. I liked that it gave me Queen of the Damned vibes, but I really kind of only want Queen of the Damned vibes from Queen of the Damned. So mm. I just was like, I, I'm not I'm not with this band enough to be into that song. Uh, what do you think, Lauren? Uh, I thought it had a chunky riff, a nice chug. The The piano actually gave me something of a mushroom head vibe, but I wrote not as annoying. Um, so <laughs> do with that what you will. Um, and the song appears to be probably about drugs, but it could also be about a toxic relationship. And Lestat knows about a couple of those. He sure does. Uh, some uh, A particular queen... Of the damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the titular queen. Not um, the best relationship. She's not a great communicator. No. I'm just put that out there. No. But you know what? Not. Neither is Lestat, but that's because he didn't realize who he was. I don't want to know if we want to relitigate this movie again. <laughs> Maybe not right now, but I'm open to having a discussion sometime in the future. <laughs> okay, perfect. 
Matt, what do you think of that song? Yeah, that was definitely. Um, let's go back to fifteen-year-old me. I'd have been like, "Oh, this is the one that you need to put on when things are getting a little bit serious." That's true. Or like a sixteen-year-old night driving me, trying trying to make a move in a car would have been like, "Hey, this is where I want to hold your hand." To this, that's a move for sixteen-year-old me. By the way, that's a very hand-holding was a huge move for me. No, I wasn't. That wasn't what I was like. This is where I want to hold your hand. Like, hey, this is getting serious. The night is dark and full of terrors. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I thought you like had the hand somewhere weird. No, no. This is where I want to hold your hand on my dick. dick. (laughs) I was like, man, this is my sex playlist. I mean, this song is called Fiend. And I mean, that's one hell of a move. I'm a sex fiend. Uh, No, no, literally hand holding. Uh, Here's a question. How respectful of our time is this album? This album comes in at 45 minutes and 34 seconds. Sweet spot. And that and is if you're including yeah. the bonus track, which we're not. So I should take that back and say that this comes in at about 41. 42. 40, yeah. yeah, 42. So yeah. that's on me. Uh, so it's pretty respectful of our time. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Up next, we've got Cowards. All right. Head activated. Oh, shit. Okay. So, okay. Lauren, tell me about how you feel about this song. Well, you know, I was into it because I wrote in my notes, we are (laughs) rocking. Oh, that's the dead giveaway. And uh, this chorus, new metal as fuck, screaming, come on, you cowards, come on, you whores. This is a real wild one. It's almost like, here's the thing that, so I was like, okay, this chorus is new metal as fuck. What about the rest of it? But the rest of it, it's like, it's like a new, it's like an industrial hardcore song. 
Like it's got this industrial element, but then it's got the hardcore stuff and then it rolls into the new metal. And I'm like, it's just fucking new metal. Um, I, uh, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. And also I'm not going to read it, but the lone comment on songmeanings.com was from Sepultura 1987, who basically just wrote three giant paragraphs on the definition of cowardice. It's true. It's very educational. If you have any sort of question about what cowardice means Mm -hmm. and like the like entomology of the word, like where it comes from, they will French. Yes. Let you know, Mm -hmm. Jenny, what did you think of cowards? Um, I liked it a lot. I'm not sure. I thought it was new metal. The come on cowards. Come on. Obviously loved that. Um, this definitely gave me more of like a hardcore vibe. Um, and this song also was like Chuck Liddell's walk on music and was in a UFC compilation apparently, which adds up. Perfect. Um, Oh my God. This is the song to listen to before, you know, crippling a man forever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. Uh, Matt, what'd you think? Yeah. It gave me a real super tough guy, hardcore vibe, uh, at the beginning, but then it gets to that drop and I'm like that was new metal as fuck like that that part the beginning i was like okay and then like the guitar that comes in kind of takes me back to mansonville kind of that what you were talking about lauren the industrial Mm -hmm. world but then we get to that like the screaming middle of the chorus and i'm like that's new metal baby (laughs) that's right and i mean just think about it i mean this was the entrance music for a guy who beat somebody up with both his hands and his feet. <sighs> there I don't we know, go. you guys. Yeah. I love it. I love this song. This song works it. for me. Yeah. This one gets it done. All right. We've got one track left. Last song. It's called To Be Me. That a Zam fear? What the fuck is going on here? I thought it was a flute, but you might be right.
Not so the strongest he, closer. Yeah, I was thinking about this one, and I feel like I can see the intent, but they don't pull it off. Like the intent is to have this big, majestic closer to this album, a very dark ending. The song is, you know, very much about sort of like that self-loathing of like you don't understand what it's like to be me and you know where nobody is in your heart now and you know i i get that i get the meaning but it doesn't sound big enough and i don't know if that's on the band if that's on the producer if just people were you know i mean like i felt like there's so many parts where i felt like the vocal could be bigger here the music could be bigger here like I don't know. And the thing is that this is not like a totally uncommon thing. I mean, certainly we've come across bands before where you could feel like, oh, they intend for this to be like this big moment and it and it whiffs it. The most recent I could think of is that last the last song on the boy is the boy hits car. Yeah. Yeah. Album where it's like, you know, you feel like this should be a big finish for them and and it's a whiff. Um I think this is better than that one. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't I don't think they really pull it apart pull it together. Jenny? Uh, not feeling it, I would say. It it feels, I think you're right. I see what they're going for. They don't pull it off. It's very whiny. And mm. I just... Which this album has not really been. No. This was like our first dip into whininess. I wasn't feeling it. Um, yeah. I just thought it was kind of a dud. Mm-hmm. And it felt weird coming right after Pretty Powers. much the hardest song yeah. on the record. It was yeah. a very harsh shift. Yeah. Matt? I didn't feel it, uh, and I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't open up with a pan flute, number one. Uh, yeah. 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 Which, once again, I'm pretty sure there was a flute being used on that Boy Hits Car song as well. So don't, just don't put a flute. I can feel you want to get crazy. Just don't do it. Unless you're, unless you're the tall. All right. Well, that was the feeding by American Head Charge. There's only one thing left to do. Cannon talk. Talk about it. (laughs) 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 I like the setup and the clothes on that one. Oh man. (laughs) All right. Uh, Do you want me to start? Yeah, I'd like to hear what you have to say before I decide. All right. What I'm um, uh, simply put, uh, I think this album largely rules, uh, corrects most of the issues we had with their f- last album uh, when that it's not too long. And I feel like their who American Head Charge is on this album is pretty clearly defined throughout. And I don't think it uh, that's up for debate on that one. Um, I can see that it does kind of run the gamut of like oh this part's new metal oh it's not new metal so i don't know about the whole thing um but i feel like cowards and leave me alone should be considered for the canon i think those two are like just real rippers um i really like ridicule ridicule but i can tell i'm the only one that likes that one but cowards and leave me alone i think should be given serious consideration for the canon jen bloomer I agree with Leave Me Alone. I think that's a great song. Um, very new metal. And yeah, I think that's a great song. Cowards, I really liked. I don't know if I thought it was super new metal, but if both of you feel that it was, then I'm fine with that. Um, but yeah, other than that, I 
I don't think that it's new metal enough or good enough to be in the canon. But despite my shitty attitude about this through the whole thing, I did actually not hate this album, <laughs> which is yeah. high compliment. Like, I thought it was <laughs> fine. I thought some of the songs were pretty good. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I th- It just wasn't new metal enough overall mm-hmm. or strong enough overall for the whole thing to go in. But I'm with you. I'm Leave Me Alone for sure and possibly Cowards. Matt? That would be the two that I would have cho- chosen for sure. For sure. Take another shot. Uh, yeah, I, I thought the album was pretty good. But those are the standouts. I don't think that the whole thing is strong enough to put in. Um, but Leave Me Alone is... You, I think you called it, Lauren. I think that's an undi- that's an undiscovered gem right there. Yeah, man. Put that one on your new metal playlist, baby. Have people go, whoa, what the fuck is this? Is this the new bodies? Maybe. Maybe. That's this album's bodies for sure. 100%. Absolutely. That's um, four shots right there. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Matt, do you feel, I mean, as a tiebreaker, do you feel cowards? Do you think it was new metal enough? So here's here's where I am with cowards. That part, I'm not sold on the new metal. I think I cut it too soon. You gotta get when I get here. I'm like. I'm feeling it. You got to give it a second. Cause he, yeah. I mean, when they get to the chorus, I know you're, you're looking for the chorus, but yeah. Cause I'm, I'm kind of with Jen right here is a little bit more hardcore, but I get here and I'm like, God damn. Yeah, I think you put that in. Okay. I'm All fine right. with that. There we go. There you have it. American Head Charge, Cowards, and Leave Me Alone in the New Metal Canon. Welcome. 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 And that does bring us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. As we record this, we are gearing up to go to the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. So um, we don't know what form that episode will take. We're going to re- be recording a lot. We might do a whole Rock and Pod app. We might sprinkle interviews throughout other episodes. We do not know. But rest assured, you will get a full report back from us on what we experience there. Because I think all three of us can agree we have no idea what is about to happen to us. I think that's fair. Yep, 100%. But we're all very excited. Uh, so, uh, do check back in with us for more of that and updates. And of course, all the new metal that you need in your life, roachcoach.com until next time, Jenny. Thank you. Lauren. Thank you. Matt. Matt. Thank thank you. you. Thank you. All right. Bye. 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 Always get exactly what you